Welcome, bienvenidos, con café, for Monday, the 26th day of July, year of our Lord, 2021. We're looking at the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verses 1 through 21, in the New International Version of the Bible. The devotional is called, You Hungry? Hear now the Word of God, and may it speak to our hearts, to our needs, to our dreams, to our realities, and to our mission. So this is the Word of God, beginning with verse 1. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is, the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than a half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they all had had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake where they got into a boat set across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark, and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing, and the winds grew rough. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I. Don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. This, my friends, is the word of God for the people of God. We say, thanks be to God. Well, happy Monday, dear Concafe family. May Jesus be made real in your life, dear friend, today. And may you share the reality of Jesus, too. Imagine the impact that will have if you can radiate Jesus by having walked with him, by having prayed to him, having listened to him, having read and worshipped him and his word, and, and just being able to be truly an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Friends, I invite you to continue to pray for those in need, continue to pray for each other, and continue to pray, of course, for ourselves and our needs. Well, yesterday in my sermon, I confessed that I stand in need of God's grace and strength often. And today again is one of those days. As happened, or has happened more than once, or more than I'd like to admit, I misread the gospel lesson from one week instead of the right week. So today's gospel lesson was from last week. And if you're one of the pastors who gets a little inspiration here or there from my devotion and you're preparing a sermon for this coming Sunday, you need to go back to last week's gospel lesson and find the right gospel lesson there for, Oct uh, for August 1st. 
Let me also express my deep appreciation to the Reverend Dr. Bradley DeHaven, Senior Pastor of Corpus Christi St. Luke's United Methodist Church, and to my friend and my pastor, the Reverend Dr. Matt Pennington. Both of these gentlemen were brave enough to invite me to preach these last two Sundays after about 15 or so months of not having preached. And I also thank their congregations for being very gracious and welcoming. They have truly welcoming spirits and appreciation, and it was really a blessing to Nellie and myself to have been uh, there to worship uh, with uh, you and for us to have had an opportunity to baptize my grandson, our grandson. And I was blessed to have been in both pulpits. I pray that God was glorified and your souls edified and Satan mortified. How about that? <laughs> and let me just say that this morning, Pastor Matt shared that we were very close to breaking 100 at both the 830 and the 1045 services. And our head usher, pal Lester, was excited, told Pastor Matt, we may soon have enough people in church to start passing the offering plates again. And what a blessing that will be. What a blessing it was just to see so many dear people in both churches. And I pray you worshiped in your own way if you got a chance to watch the service. I invite you to do so. Uh, the one for both services today, I believe, is going to be up on uh, YouTube. Just look up uh, FUMC Gonzalez and uh, July 25th, 2021, and you'll get to see those services. Especially good if you're having a hard time falling asleep. Great, great stuff for that man that preached today. Uh, well, friends, I love Jesus. I pray you do too. Jesus did so much while on the earth during his earthly ministry, and even today, Jesus continues to do exactly the same if we but let him and invite him. A recent theme of our study has been Jesus' commitment to wholeness and healing, and which also includes the physical fulfillment of hunger. As I said last week, Jesus was the original Methodist because he brought the meal. And today it was brought in a miraculous way, a truly spectacular, unexplainable way, not meant to be understood, but meant to be fully and completely enjoyed. And Jesus even toys with one of his disciples, kind of, you know, Jesus did have a sense of humor. He was, he was a Methodist, he was a human, and kind of test him, of, of course, asking, where do you think we could find enough bread to buy in order to feed 5,000 men? not counting the women and children. But it's interesting that the gospel says Jesus, of course, already knew what he would do, but he wanted to hear from Philip. And Philip did not disappoint. Philip had already probably mentally figured it out. He said, Lord, it would take more than a half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. A bite? We speak in the church of the mentality of scarcity and the mentality of generosity. Those with a generous mindset always say we have enough and then give not only of their money, but of themselves. The others with the, uh, with the mentality of scarcity never have enough. So they never give or they never share and they never give of themselves because it's not enough. Now, Philip, in his defense, had not fully grown in his faith and in his walk with Jesus. He was the one who gave himself to die for Jesus, so we cannot condemn him. Jesus is the man of why not. Think about that. Jesus is the man of why not. When told that there was a little boy in the crowd who had shown up with five um, barley loaves and two small fish, Jesus says and does the why not. 
Peter was not there yet either, or I should say Simon was not there yet either because he was the one that said, well, what are we going to do? But Jesus, the man of why not, has them make the people sit down. And in an act of gratitude and in an act of faith, he gave thanks to the Lord, to God, and begins to hand out loaves and then fishes. And everyone had enough. That is to say, they had more than just a bite. They had their fill of bread and fish, which in those days was a really important, wonderful meal. In fact, when the eating was over, there were 12 baskets filled with the uneaten loaves and fishes. Jesus did not want anything wasted, so we can only imagine they were used to feed more along the way. That was their modus operandi. That was the way they operated. That was part of their mission. Now, the miracle was enough for some in the crowd to declare Jesus as the long-awaited prophet. Now, Jesus knew what this meant. He knew their next step was probably to make him king by force. So Jesus retreats away from there to a mountain to be by himself. We know that Jesus was a man of prayer. We know that Jesus loved to spend time alone so he could pray. And so I believe he spent that time praying to the Father. Probably saying, Lord, that was incredible. Father, that was incredible. You, you allowed me to bless and glorify you by feeding the very hungry people that were there hungry for my teachings, but also hungry for food. The disciples, meanwhile, head to the water and they set to cross the lake. It gets dark and Jesus has not yet joined them. And as happens on the lake, a storm comes up and the waters got rough. They fight the storm by rowing and trying to get about three or four miles when they see Jesus approaching the boat by walking on the water. Okay, miracles are not over yet. You can feed 5,000 people and you can walk on the water or Jesus could. And this scares them even more. Jesus said to them, as he has often told me, and even you, don't be afraid. It is I, or I am with you. It is then where they allowed Jesus on the boat. And here's your third miracle in this, in this passage. Immediately, the boat reached the shore where they were heading. This, my friends, as I just said, could count as yet another miracle. The presence of Jesus, hear this, friends. The presence of Jesus in any situation invites his power to be present. And once there, the boat gets to the shore immediately. No more rowing. No more waiting for the storm to die, die down. Jesus steps into the boat as he does into our lives. And immediately, the boat reaches the shore or our problem is solved. Our challenge is gone. And we can celebrate. Now, friends, Jesus came <clears throat> to save the world. His agenda, or we could say his goal, was for it to happen right away. You and I became his disciples, not just to get into heaven, but to live and love in ways that brings heaven here, right now. Think about that. I do want to go to heaven when it's my time, as do you. But wouldn't it be incredible if we could do our part in bringing heaven here right now? That would mean pulling people out of the hells that they're in now, out of the suffering that they're in now, out of the challenges that they face now, and bringing to them the reality of the peace and power of Jesus in lives that don't yet know him.
It means living our lives, brothers and sisters, with eyes and hearts wide open to the needs of our neighbors so that we can do all we can to help meet those needs. Jesus fed the hungry, and as he spoke of the coming great judgment, he said that we would be judged by those who fed the, who, those who were hungry, who quenched the thirst of those who were thirsty, who clothed those who were naked, who visited those who were sick and in jail, and welcomed all, welcomed everyone. The hunger that so many have today is the spiritual hunger to know that they are loved and welcomed into the kingdom of God. And guess who can feed them and guess who can welcome them? You and me. That theirs is a bright hope is because they can become part of a functioning church that marches ever forward and onward, upward rather, in a triumphant way to make new disciples who care for one another. Think about you, think about your family, think about your church. What kind of disciples are you busy making at the place you worship? Is it just to keep the doors open, the lights on? Or is it truly to go into the world and take care of the needs? Our hunger should be, listen, our hunger should be to do more, to love more, and to reach more. And with Jesus, quote, on board, we can do that immediately. And the number won't matter. We shouldn't be shy because he who could feed the 5,000, and that's just counting men, can help us reach unimaginable, unimaginable numbers too. Let's pray. Loving God, feed us with the desire and drive to bring your reign here on the earth. Help open our eyes, our ears, and our thinking to the generosity that is ours. Help us win the world for you with love. In Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Dear friend, thank you so much for joining us. I pray you are blessed in a wonderful way. I pray you have a great and blessed day in the Lord. And here's your assignment. Feed someone with love and acceptance today. Think about that. Feed someone with love and acceptance today. Receive my blessings of joy and peace. I'm Pastor Adi Valverde. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.